and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Okay. Christy Moore, I am so excited to be interviewing you today. Thank you so much for agreeing to it. Thank you for having me, Jules. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. So let's start off with telling everybody what it is that you are doing now and why. Nice small question. <laughs> let's start with what are, what are you doing? So my business is Travel More, which predominantly <laughs> is a travel agency. Right. But the special thing about Travel More is we actually specialise in the autism market. Yeah. Um, I'm actually Australia's only certified autism travel professional. Wow. So <laughs> that's, that's our, our niche. We um, are just a, a travel agency as such, but we, we specialise mainly with families um, that do have autistic children because 86% of people with autism don't travel and we want to change that Are you figure. kidding? So the parents don't get to go out. They don't take the kids, kids on, holiday. on holidays. Why? Um, often it's it's too hard right. um, because um, having a, a child that is on the spectrum can sometimes bring difficulties um, uh, when there's changes to routines. Often right. that could cause meltdowns and things like that. So when there's uncertainty, the parents rather just Go, don't it's worry. It's too hard. hard. That's right. And so, and and why why are you so passionate about, or, or why have you started doing this? What what is it about those families and those kids that resonates with you? Well, basically, I am one of those parents and I'm one of those families. My daughter um, was diagnosed when she was three and a half years old. Right. Um, and which then led to my do- uh, late in age diagnosis at 39. Um, <laughs> There's a nice yes. surprise at 39. So, um, so did you travel with your daughter? We do travel. Um, yeah. We do all types of travel as well. So we do a lot of caravanning travel. The husband likes the, the caravan and the camper, so we do a lot of camping. But yeah. then again, we do a lot of um, air travel as well. Um, just this year, only in Australia, but um, my daughter's been to Sydney six times. God. So Whoa, she, that's, uh, she that, comes on the, the so trips So she must with be me. really used to it now, but so it's not such a scary she, thing for her. She loves it. But we do. We have a lot of resources in place to help um, the children to overcome those barriers. So we have a social storybook which, um, which steps wrote? them through each step of the aeroplane process so when they get to the airport so they can un- um, know what to expect. Okay. Um, so we what my goal is is to make it as easy as possible for these families to travel because everybody knows the joy and what you get from travelling is just amazing. So I want everybody, no matter who they are, to be able to travel and I want to change that statistics. Let's get that 80% cent down lower. Oh, I just think that's so great because apart from the kids who need a break, the parents, I'm sure, just get fed up with the same walls around them and would love an opportunity to get out and, and see stuff. I just love what you're doing. It's been so great to meet you. Okay, so why did you set it up? Was there a bit of a light bulb moment? Did something happen that made you go, that's it, I'm going to do it? Well, with the travel agency, yes. Um, it, it first started off uh, when I wanted to open the travel agency. Um, it was late 2019. Um, oh, I timing. had a different job at the time or a different business at the time and I just wasn't happy anymore. I yeah. just wasn't getting the joy, you know. I still had at least 20 to 25 years before I can retire, so I've got to do something <laughs> with my life. And um, I was sort of pondering around things and I came across my new 12-year book and it sounds really silly that I, I, I actually oh, kept no, it. Oh, no, I think but, it's um, great. I think this is great. Um, we had to write in there in year 12 where we wanted to be in 10 years time. It right. was now actually 20 years later, but seeing black and white, my saying was, 
I wanted my own travel agency. I wanted to own my own travel why agency. Though? Why? why? Uh, what did, was there something in your parents, in your family? Had you, what, was, what was it that to, made you want to do a travel agency? When I was agent? younger, I always wanted to. I, I loved, again, it probably sounds really corny, but <laughs> shows like The Love Boat. Oh, yeah. Um, I grew up, we know, watch, watch, watching The Love Boat. And yep. I wanted to be those people. I wanted to be those people travelling around. Right. Um, so okay. through high school, um, yeah, I got into the, the hospitality and the travel industry. Um, you know, my first few jobs were always events you know I've worked at the Melbourne show for 10 years straight and things like that so customer service and events was what I wanted to do when I sort of finished um high school um so yeah owning the travel agency was was the goal I did do travel out straight out of of high school um for just over six years and then life um took me in a different direction as it does we're gonna hear about that in a minute um fast (laughs) forward to the to the time when I'm opening my yearbook it's like I said it's 20 years later now so even though it wasn't 10 years but 20 years and it's like wait a second maybe this is something I can do and would love and and um so I pursued that um Jules I you know looked into the avenues of how you actually go about opening a travel agency um what licenses what qualifications you need um and I guess the the travel industry is not regulated but they do like you to have certain qualifications which I did have you know I had experience which was over 15 years ago um, but I had actually trouble getting finding an, a host agency to, to take me on board because my experience was so out of date. Yeah. Um, and then I actually found a, 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 a company called Travel Cancellers and it was a – they had a return to travel program and they liked the oh, fact – Oh, for, for travel agents yes, who want to get back into back it because I would industry. imagine the pandemic decimated the industry. And, um, well, this is still before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is still before the pandemic. This is at the, because, the end because, of so Because night, everyone's buying directly. Yes. So, so what is the role of the travel agent, do you think, now in a time where people are just, you know, buying their their flights online? Why would you go to a travel agent? Oh, there's so many reasons why you would come to a travel agent. Because it's funny because it is one of those things like you never travelled anywhere when I was younger without going through a travel Travel agent agent. because you'd be like, we want to sit together and we might not be able to choose our seats. But um, what is it now? Groups? I can see with groups. Especially after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, if something like that was to happen again, you're left on your own. There's so many stories that you hear that people are still waiting for refunds from 2020. Oh, right. Um, so we're there to not just assist you but to to make it easier. Like I, I say to my clients, all you've basically got to do is pack and get to the airport. You know, I do everything else yeah, for nice. you. Um, so I take the stress out of it for them. Um but especially um, navigating the rules are changing at, at the moment, you know, sort of every few hours there's a, a, a different rule um, coming into play in the travel industry, um, especially through the COVID times, you know, they would change their terms and conditions left, right and centre to yep, keep up with yep, the terms, yep. uh, the times because refunding, um, you know, all of these um, payments that we had from the clients, that the, the industry wasn't set up for that. Right. Um, so the pandemic really threw a lot of spanners out there, but it, it's the main thing is for having us on your side. We get to you don't have to st- sit there on the phone and wait three hours to speak to Qantas. We do that for you. <laughs> um, you know, I guess and you'd, better rates. And the, you you wouldn't want to spend three hours on the phone, but that's the travel agent's yeah. there for many many things, not just to you know give you your tickets and off you go. And also with international travel, I think if people aren't used to it, then you Especially definitely want somebody who says yes, this is what's going to happen. Here are all your tickets together. You know, we've we've booked you in and you've got the right food on the flight and you're going to sit together. And And now it is getting a little bit easier because a lot of the restrictions have um, um, 
lifted, but there's still a lot of restrictions around the world too. Right. So if you don't know the right what, what paperwork you need to get into that country, you can be turned around. So again, the, the travel agency yeah. there is to guide you through and to let you know exactly what you need. We're not going to leave you stranded. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. Now we've talked a little bit about where you are now. Let's go right the way back to when you were a little girl. Can you tell me, did you have brothers and sisters? Where did you grow up? What did your parents do? Yes, I've um, got an older brother and an older sister. Okay. Um, I also have another brother, but I don't know him. Oh. Um, we grew up um, until I was about four or five and then um, so he this was a brother from just through my dad's side. Right. Um, but when I was about four or five, his mum decided to take him away because my dad wasn't a nice bloke. So, oh yes, gosh. I've got a brother a little bit older and I was actually named after him. Um, his name's Lee Christopher and I'm Christy Lee. So a little oh, bit wow. of trivia for and you. So are you going to go and look for him at some stage? I have or sort of pondered and it? found it. But, yes. I, Move on. You know, I've. I've don't yeah. know him. When I was younger, we did reach out to his um, grandparents and things like that. So I tried when we were younger, but yeah. didn't go anywhere. So wow, you know, okay, just so water under the bridge. So yeah. older brother and sister. Yes, so grew up where in the country I, or no, in the city? No, we grew up uh, in Broadmeadows. So okay. yeah, a, a town Outs, here in, in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. And um, what did your parents do? Because I always like to ask that because it can have an effect on what you decide to do, I guess, in terms yes. of role modelling or not. Um, well, uh, growing up, my dad had sort of many odd jobs, but ultimately, yeah, he was a career criminal. He was in wow. and out of jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, in and out of jail all of my life. Right. Um, you know, uh, he did a lot of stretch of um, jail and had a um, – Prior to me being born, when I was born, he, I think, was sort of good for two or three years and then that's when it all started again. Oh, um, And each time that he went to jail, the sentences got longer and longer and the time that he spent out in between got shorter and shorter. Wow, what an extraordinary kind of childhood. So how did your mum cope? Yeah, well, mum um, was working for a, a... quite a few years at first um, yeah. and then she sort of fell into the the trap of the, you know, raising the family with the, the no money sort of coming in from yeah. what, what was um, uh, from the other side. Um, so my mum turned to dealing drugs. My wow. mum was a, a oh and she God. was actually known as Bromeadows, yeah, biggest drug dealer at the oh time. Oh, my so. God. What, an, what for you to have come to where you are now with that kind of a childhood, that's that's really amazing and hopefully really inspiring for the people that are listening. So what did you do? I mean, how did you grow up? Were you good at school? Did you like school? Yeah, uh, I grew up uh, going to be an athlete. I was My ultimate right. goal originally was to be in the Olympics. Um, I was trained for, towards the 2000 Olympic Games. Um, I actually wow. used to be trained by Debbie Flintoff King. When I so last, runner? So uh, I was a runner, yes. Right. I was a hurdler. Right. Um, so one of the last times I looked a couple of years ago, I actually still held some Australian records. Um, so, oh my God, yes, and, and that was also where the travel um, sort of passion came in too. It was a little bit to escape the the what home was going life on at home? Um, because we also lived in a domestic violence household. Um, so oh it was dear. to escape the travel and the athletics was. To escape, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but then when I was uh, six, uh, 15 and a half, just about 16, um, I have some feet issues and the specialists more or less said that I couldn't run anymore. They were going to give me an operation but they decided because I was so young at the time that it could actually backfire and I would never be able to run, even jog, 
let alone, you know, compete right. competitive. So they more or less said, we're not going to give the operation. Your only option now is to give up your sport. Oh, my God, and when it was such a big and important part of your life. It was my life. Like I said, life. that's what I wanted to do. I that's wanted to, that shocking. was, you know, make Although, the Olympics. I guess the only thing I can say is uh, my best friend at school was a Commonwealth Games swimmer and she got tendonitis in her shoulders and that ended her career. Really? And it's so funny because we hear about all these kids that, do so well and then go on to great things. But there is just so many more that something just stops them, something often physical. Yep. And then I guess that's when my life sort of started to spiral. Um, I was, um, you know, I grew up in Bromettos. Um, I'm not sure if people know it, but, you know, Bromettos has rough got area. The, the rough area and, you know, sort of the reputation and all of that sort and, of and stuff. And you have the, this this um, sort of way out just shut on you so you can't go there. Yes. So what happened? And because I, and because all of my friends, they were great about it and because they knew that, you know, sports was my my living, um, there was no peer pressure um, because, you know, all the drinking and the drugs when we're younger. Um, but the day that the doctors told me that my career was over was the day that I went home and I started smoking and drinking oh, and God. because to me my life was over. Um, right. All I ever knew was I wanted to do this Olympic thing. Um, yeah. Oh, how traumatic for you. So how did you get out of that? What was the next move? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the drugs and alcohol lasted for a while, well, but yes. how did you pull yourself out of that? Um, so at the time I was 16 and I was drinking a slug of beer and a bottle of vodka a day. But Stop it. There was two of us. There was me and my girlfriend, half Amber. Half a bottle but of beer and half a slab. And, and a if day. anyone could see the size of Christy, <laughs> she is just tiny. But, yes, so wow. we, we drank. You would have been um, off your heads all the time. time. Yep. Um, you know, didn't go to school. I think I had. I think we had been kicked out at this stage. I'm, I can't remember. So didn't um, finish school either? I, eventually I did, yes. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and just sort of one day I... I woke up and realised, wait a second, I don't even have a year 10 pass. If You know, to be a garbage collector these days, you needed to at least pass year 10. Oh, so you dropped um, out in. Yes. Right. Um, I got kicked out. Yep. Um, I went to a few, uh. I went to five high schools in the end <laughs> and I got expelled three times. Right. So, yes, I was a, I was one of those troubled, troubled teens. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And um, my home life, everyone thought I was going to be like that anyway. So it was easy to, to, Fill those sort yeah. of shoes, um, you know. So yeah, that's what what I did. Um, and then, like I said, one day I sort of woke up, I and sort of realised, wait Hang a on, second, I'm really I, wrecking I, my life. Life here. So at that stage, I'd done um, three quarters of year ten. Um, I got kicked out towards sort of halfway through the the last part of year ten. So I decided at that stage just to go back and do year ten. That's all I was going to do. What about your friend? I'm interested to know if there's two of you in this. What happened with her? Did she come back to school with you? No. Right. Um, you don't have to. I mean, it's, no, it's none of my business ended really. Up, um, at first it was great, but then she ended up um, spiralling even worse than I did. And to do this day, Jill, she's a, still a heroin addict. Oh, no. Um, has had, you know. But that could have been you, Christy. Yeah, three children taken off her. Oh, stop. Um, got with a man that was, you know, had children older than her. Right. You know, um, yes. Wow. One of the wow. bad guys. Okay, so the- you had to leave your bestie kind of behind yeah. as well, which is, I mean, the strength of you really is incredible. She the did. Inner she strength. actually came knocking on my door, I think, when I was in year 12. Uh, no, just finished year 12. I was just so you went back, So you finished year yeah, 10 and I, then just I kept going. Finished and finished year 10 and then I decided, well, you know what, I'm here now. I might as well do I'll this. I'll do next year. I'll do you and did my BCE. So wow. I ended up um, 
doing my VCE. God, I can only yeah. – I've just got this vision of you studying at home with all that trauma and all the stuff that was going on with your mum and your dad and all the rest of it and doing year 12. Well, whilst I was doing year incredible. 12, um, Jules, um, my dad got arrested just at the end of year 11. So, you know, November um, – when I was in year yeah. 11. Um, so through my schooling, though, I did take a year off. So I was sort of the year older than all the kids right. at this stage. Yeah. Um, so when I was in year 12, um, I'm a December baby. So when I was in year 12, I was 18 the whole time yep. because I had that extra year off. Um, but, yeah, um, my dad um, was arrested for, um, just prior to sort of at the end of year 11. And um, so at the beginning of year 12, and I went to a, um, by this stage, I actually went to um, a pretty good school because I realised that, you know, if I'm going to finish my education, I need to. But, uh, but hang on a minute. Did you have to do this all yourself? Because yeah, I'm assuming that you I paid for you're... my schooling. Oh, my um, God. I How went... did you do that? Um, I Part-time jobs. Job, but also Centrelink, um, you know, I was um, oh, youth allowance. Oh, because, yeah, yes. yeah. Right, and and was your mum supportive during this? I mean, yes. how were you? Yes, yeah, so she was um, happy for you. Yes, um, okay. you know, and, and we probably very proud of you as well. Um, but yeah, no, I paid for. I actually, when I did originally go back to high school, um, back to school, I went to an all girls Catholic school, and I actually paid my own school fees. Wow, um, and You're amazing. Um, then I realised that if I go to the girls' school down the road, there's no fees to pay at that one because that's a public school. So I ended up uh, okay. going to Melbourne Girls for halfway mm. through U11, which is a selective school, I think. Anyway, isn't it? Don't you have to do very well to, <laughs> to get, get into it. Melbourne Girls? So yes, I ended up finishing off at Melbourne Girls. Um, but yes, at, schooling was a, a challenge, but um, it, it, it did get me through, and I did end up, you know, um, succumbing to. to what everyone thought I was going to, but I finally turned around and But that's realized. amazing and you did that so young. That is, that's extraordinary. So what did you do when you finished school? So, yeah, when I finished high school, I um I wanted to get into the, the travel industry at this stage because, right. you know, my athletics career was over. So you didn't think of over. uni? It was always going to be I um, need to well, get no, out of work? I did actually go to William Anglis, so I went to okay. TAFE rather yep. than university. I actually did get offered a position at Victorian University in the travel and tr- hospitality course, but I decided that I didn't want to go to uni. I wanted to go to TAFE rather yeah. than uni. Um, Makes sense. More and practical. William Anglis sort of had that better name for the industry. Yeah. So I decided to go, um, yeah, to William Anglis. Were you still living at home at this stage? Did you move out around then? Um, when I was, yes, I did. I moved out of home when I was 17. Right. Okay. And yes. so where were you living when you were at William Anglis? I mean, was it I was a- living at my boyfriend's house. Okay. Yeah, with him and his mum. All right. Yeah. Okay. So sort of a bit more stable for you. Yeah. And then, so what happened when you finished William Anglis? Um, well, f- at the end of the first year, I actually got my first full-time job. They was, at, you know, they had a notice board and things like that. And yeah. um, so at this stage, I just actually, my first proper full-time job was within the hotel industry. Okay. So I used, I was the re- front office reception at, at a Quest in St Kilda. Yeah. So, yes, that's how it all started. And I was originally going to go back the next year to finish my second year off, but in the end I didn't and I did work. Um, worked in the hotel for a couple of years, sort of moved my way up and then got. that's when I got into the actual travel side of things. Um, right. An internship, I decided to actually go back and actually finish my travel degree this time. So I've got my hospitality, my event management and my travel diplomas. Oh, my God. Um, I, so, I thought I was pretty good with one. You have yeah, so much. Yeah, so I went back and and, and I just again. Love, I love young Christy. Like you just were, nothing was going to stop no, you. There was, and, um, yeah, again, well, I started off not that um, you're as an intern now. at yeah. Jigsaw Travel. Yeah. Um, so I used to go in on the Saturdays, you know. I didn't get paid for that. And often at first it was just that back in those days it was the brochures, you know, when you 
walk into a travel agency yeah. and they've got all the brochures. Well, most that of my was job the was, you know, stamp, stamping the back zone, but I was learning, you Yeah, know? of course. And then that internship did turn into full-time work. Right, as um, a travel as agent. As a travel agent. So yeah. now I was a qualified travel agent with my um, diploma behind me and also working in the industry. And I was loving it, but then um, – I had some some health issues. Um, I had a really bad miscarriage at that stage. And were you were you you married? Did you have a child? Yes, I mean, uh, well, no, sorry, we, you, we haven't together. mentioned anything about yes, the, no, the personal life. Yes, no, I've been um, with my husband. It was actually our anniversary yesterday, our twelve oh, year wedding anniversary, and we've been together eighteen years. So wow, I did meet him when I was eight, uh, seven. So 10, finishing year 18. twelve. Yes, I was middle middle of year twelve when I met Jason, but we were just friends. Um, he was actually my boyfriend at the time's best friend. <laughs> Not awkward then. <laughs> um, no. So um, yes, but um, and then when I did break up with that original boyfriend, I sort of lost contact with that that group of friends, and it wasn't sort of till a couple of years later that we sort of you know Jason popped up again, met met, met up again, and oh, I um, love that. Yes. Um, okay, so you had a, so you had um, a challenge with. A, a miscarriage. Yes, I've actually had eight miscarriages altogether. Oh my I've goodness! I've been pregnant nine times, and I do have one beautiful daughter here, Earthside, with me. So she's my rainbow baby, and that's why she is so, so special. Special. Um, and even wow, since then, seeing um, some specialists, they they do call her the miracle child. They don't know but how how you I, managed to yeah. bring her to term. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but she obviously wasn't around then. So you no. had this miscarriage. Yes. You, how long have you been working in the travel um, agency? Uh, at this, this stage, it was sort of, I think it was sort of coming up to the four year, three and a half, four year mark. Yeah. And um, at this, it was, a, there was three sort of miscarriages all in a row. And oh, it was the gosh. last sort of one that really sort of did my head in, I guess. Um, Understandably. And it was more at first that I was, oh, no, you're pregnant. Oh, no, you're miscarrying. The next time, oh, no, you're still pregnant. Oh, no, and it was nearly two weeks of this yes, no, uh, yes, no, yes, no stuff. And it just, um, it yeah. did, it really sort of messed with me. And I, did sort of get into a, a depressive sort of state. Yeah. Um, and I think most of those the miscarriages before we actually physically got married. Right. Um, and then we decided to sort of stop sort trying. of trying for a while. Um, we had the wedding, which was great. You know, we had a long engagement, um, which that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, the way even Jason proposed to me, um, Yes, he proposed one night when he was pretty drunk after his um, cousin's twenty first. <laughs> Always and makes you feel a bit soft and mushy. He don't think he even realised what he he didn't realise what he was doing because the next morning I sort of said, "Do you know what happened last night?" And he, he had no clue, and I sort of said to him um, because, like I said, there was no ring or nothing. It was in yeah. the top shop um, on the, the drive home, and he's like, "No," I was like, "Well, you asked me to marry him," and he's more or less, "Well, well, yeah." So I, I actually gave him the option to yep. get out of it, you know. No, let's do it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I sort of wasn't expecting that either. So we did. We had a bit of a long engagement. And then when um, we realised the date of the year that we wanted to get married, it was um, the 10th of the 10th of the 10th. So, yes, I got married on the 10th of the 10th of the 10th. Ah, because I know yesterday um, was the 10th, the 10th of the 10th. 10th. Yes. So. 12 yes. years. Congratulations. So talk to me about career-wise. So what happened after? So, yeah, when I sort of got the, Did back, you leave the travel agency yes, at that stage? Yes, I, I left um, and I, I think I had about three or four months just at recovering. home. Just recovering, yeah. And um, a friend was working at a sort of a job sort of network sort of place at the time and they had a vacancy come up for right. um, sort of a reception, sort of a casual customer sort of service. And I did customer service, you know, um, previously. And did you want something 
different to travel at that stage well, because of what of had looking, been going on. I was sort of looking originally to get back into the travel, but this sort of job just sort of fell into my lap at right, the time. It was just that easy. I was, yeah. yeah, and it's like you know what? Yeah, let's give this a go, and that led to a, a great career in the end um, as a, a trainer and in the HR um, and recruitment um, industry. Right. And um, so I had yet yeah, this um, you know eight year career now in um, helping and teaching people how to get interviews, not just the interview, but to get the job. So we would help with the resume and so forth, which then also led to training. I used to be a that teacher. That would have been very rewarding, TAFE. I imagine, was yes. it? Yes. Particularly because of your background Ground. and being able to help yes. those other kids. And then um, after the wedding, um, it was pretty much my uh, our first anniversary is when sort of some signs were coming about and found out we were pregnant. <gasps> So at this stage- And didn't stage, believe that it would stick, no, no doubt, at first. You thought, here we go again. Um, and at this stage, um, it was coming towards the uh, beginning of sort of Christmas um, time. I was about to turn 30. Yeah. Um, and the company that I was working for actually went bankrupt. Right. So lost my job, um, you know, three and four, five, uh, about four or five months pregnant this uh, Three and a half months pregnant at this stage. With this very, very precious baby. And no one's, you know, and I've got to have a lot of bed rest and all this other stuff and no one's really going to employ me whilst I'm pregnant and about to go and leave anyway. So I did take the next few months off. I did um, a couple of... um, I worked for a recruitment company for a little while, sort of doing some um, filling sort of, you know, a couple of days here, a couple of days there. But... um, when I was sort of six months, that was it because the doctors originally didn't think I would carry over 30 weeks. Right. They they really didn't think I'd make so it So by the time you weeks. started getting there, they were like, get into bed yes. and you're not getting out until this baby um, comes out. Because even at the beginning, I was lucky enough. I actually had ultrasounds every single week from four weeks pregnant or from five weeks pregnant. I'm not surprised. Pregnant. You must have been they such a to, high risk. Yes. And, I mean, if they're still saying now, we don't know how you did it. Um, and then, Congratulations. Yes, so then, yeah, fell pregnant. Um lost my job, but, you know, I'm growing this baby inside me, so it's all good. And we had always talked, me and my husband, about him sort of staying at home, jokingly, yeah. um, because with his type of business, he could have- What does he do? He's like, we've got a family cabinet-making business as well. So, okay. you know, he could do some things out in the back shed and do sort of after hours and that sort of stuff. But then um, because I did um, lose my job, so to speak, um, as I was pregnant, I just- did stay home. Um, Good. And, yeah, we had a, a few little issues at first. Um, we actually got home from hospital. Um, she was – we did actually make 30 weeks. We actually actually stuck it in there until 35 weeks. Oh, wow. That's So it was well 35 done. weeks and seven days. So technically it was just before 36 weeks. So she was technically classified as a full – she was pregnant but still full my, my term. My twins so. were born at, the, at 30 weeks, 30, 35 and six days. Yes. So um, – they, they mine had a problem with sucking. Did she have to yes. go into the nursery? Oh. Because they learned that in the last week, Well, she I didn't heard. breastfeed until she was six months old, Jules. Right. Oh, wow. Yes. That's um, an experience in itself, so, I would have thought. Um, yeah, well, we got sent home at first because, yeah. you know, there wasn't really and anything happening. And she was left in the special no, care nursery? First, okay. she's come home with me too. And then the day that they come and visit you, the yes, first day out of yeah, yeah. hospital, they did something. She's like, oh, she's and not because she's not on. sucking. And yes, so they're like, oh, we're going to make an appointment at the lactation consultant tomorrow for you. So oh we my got God, discharged. They didn't pick it up at the hospital. We got discharged on the Monday. Yeah. And so the, the nurse came on the Tuesday. So on the Wednesday, we had the appointment. Um, so the first thing they did was at the heel prick test again, and they took some blood from her. 
Um, we've seen the, the the nurse and, you know, and even the nurse actually said, um, I can't remember if it was the first visit with um, Kayla or a couple of visits later, but she actually said, I've never had a child in 20 years that I could not get to latch. Kayla was the first child that she's had that couldn't she could not get to latch. Right. Um, because my understanding just from the twins was that when they develop, develop in the womb, mm-hmm. it's that last week between, between 35 and 36 yes. that teaches them the, how to suck. And this suck. is what we found out so later I, on. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't imagine having, I mean, I was in bits in the hospital trying yep. to feed them and massage their necks and everything. Yep. I can't imagine trying to do that at home. Um, and and, and, all, and all, as my milk's coming, I become hysterical terrible. anyway, like howling at the moon kind of hysterical. So then um, they get down the blood and, um, you know, the sort of centres in the way, but we hadn't even got home at this stage and we used to live in Pasco Vale, so we were a 15-minute drive from the Royal Women's Hospital. We hadn't even got home yet and they're like, you guys need to get your asses back to the hospital oh my now. God. Oh. Um, she was very badly jaundiced um, and she was very close to having a transfusion, but luckily in the end she didn't need the transfusion. Transf- is this for the jaundice? Jaundice. I um, didn't know they that had they her did that. under two sets of lights in the end. Um, so now at this stage we did get admitted to special care. Um, and the nurses couldn't get her to suck and so they would have realised that this so, was bigger. Um, yeah, we're in special – well, she was in special care and at first they were going to put us in the, oh, the maternity ward because, but then they couldn't because I'm out of hospital. Yeah. But there was lucky enough – um, there's, they've got special rooms that you get to go in when you're about to go home. Right. Um, so they bunked me in one of those rooms. So I was lucky enough to stay at the hospital. Um, but yes, yeah, so because she wasn't latching, I was um, pumping. Right. So, yeah, pumping and God, pumping and pumping. that's a bloody awful process, isn't pumping it? And <laughs> pumping and pumping and pumping. And then we were on this three-hour, you know, strict schedule and even the, the special care nurse kept saying to me, no, go back to sleep, but I couldn't. I had to be there for every feed and yes. it was just, you know. This baby. This was precious. Yeah. Um, so, yes, um, and, yeah, we, 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 we persevered for a little while with the um, – the, the pumping and it got to the stage where I wasn't really producing anymore and um, I thought this was going to be it and I, I persevered every now and then I would sort of try to put her back on the boob but most of the time I didn't in the end and this one night I actually didn't have a bottle ready um, for her and I couldn't be but bothered. But you had been pumping the whole yes. time so there was milk yes. in your boobs. But couldn't be bothered going up to actually make a bottle because she was on one bottle of formula and at this stage now. And you thought she's just wants, she'll just suck and go and to sleep. Yes, yeah, she was five and a half uh, five and a half months old, and I've popped her on, and she took. Oh my god! And she ended up feeding until she was um just before she was two and a half. She gave up. Like, oh, yes. I am so pleased that you had that time with her as well. But yeah, wow. so yeah, everything's been a journey. It has been a journey. <laughs> I, I just can't even believe to now, and you're only thirty. Well, now I'm forty. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah, so oh, that so was you were nearly forty when you had her. No, as well. thirty. She's ten now. Okay. So yes, I had her. Um. So what happens in the last ten years then? Um, so in the last 10 years, yeah, after having um, Kayla, I stayed at home for a little while with, um, you know, sort of bringing the daughter up. Um, we then moved to the country um, when she was two, which was a very interesting time, um, living, going from suburbia to living on 150 acres on a dirt road, no mail. Yeah. Um, it was a struggle at first, but now I absolutely love it. Um, and then that's when I got a little bit more involved with my husband's um, business, but also I opened up a baby and children's boutique. Oh, so there was a product that I wanted. <laughs> there is no um, stopping you. You know that, don't you? There You're was amazing. a product that I wanted for Kayla that uh, you couldn't source in Australia. Um, so yes, that's how it all sort of so became. You brought it I in. brought it in, and then I became sort of the wholesaler for this product in particular. What was it? 
It was I mean, it was a special dummy that had basically this animal attached to it. Yeah. So it keeps the dummy in, in the, the mouth. mouth. Yes. Right. Yes, but in the end, again, six months old, she refused the dummy. Once she had the boob, that was it. No more dummy yeah, for her. Understandably. But, um, Cold yes, plastic so or a warm boob. Just had this um, yeah, baby and boutique on, online business. Online. So sort of like an e-commerce basically shop. Yeah. Anything that you need, just accessories. I didn't go down the clothing. Or the pram route. Pram route. But um, just the little just, things, just the accessories. chewing things. So, you know, the, the um, yeah, um, teething rings, bibs, um, little teddies, but everything yeah, sort of accessory sort of gorgeous. wise. And, yeah, so I started that business and then I turned it actually into a children's market and we were the only baby in children's market in the Macedon Ranges and the sort of the that side of town at all. Wow. Um, because I found that I was travelling so far for places and it's like, no, wait a second, this Why is not right. Not right. Um, but before that, another little interesting <laughs> tip. The reason why I started the market, because when I originally came up with the idea, my husband laughed at me and told me, don't be silly. Right. So I Nothing put, like that to go, let me I show you. put it on the back burner. <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't think anything of it. When I was 34, um, I was actually diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Oh, my God, Christy, it just never stops for you. So the punches keep coming. Once I, um, yep, so I had to have a full hysterectomy and um, underwent six months of um, chemo. Oh, God, thank God you've got Kayla. And so, yes, so that's Kayla is an only child um, and she will always be an only child, um, but she uh, makes up for it. She, oh, I bet. She's got the, you know, <laughs> she's like having two or three. Um, but, yes, and that, that came around the same time pretty much as Kayla's um, autism diagnosis. Right. She was diagnosed um, in the um, June and, and I was diagnosed at cancer. the end. Um, so how did you get through all of that? At first, um, and, and I, I'm quite lucky, Jules, because I do have another illness as well. I've got Crohn's that you disease. Say you're lucky. Oh my um, God. And one of the tablets I have to take for my Crohn's disease, it's a oral chemo tablet. So right. it's, it's a oh, oral, so you had been taking a low I dose. I had been of chemo. taking, and with the Crohn's, it is a low dose tablet that you have. So it is a chemo tablet, but it is a low dose. Right, and that you take that every day. Like that's I have just to, that's, that's just one for, of the medications wow. that I'm on. Okay, and um, and they think because I was on this you know, treatment for my Crohn's disease that it actually kept my tumour in, in check. So wow. we've had the hysterectomy and we've, we've got on the, the treatment and, um, yes, and then I was um, uh, put into remission in 2018. So it Brilliant. was it was great. It was, you know, a hard sort of battle at first, but, yes. And then, and then 2019 and, yeah, and then, you write the children's book and start the travel agency. So, yeah, so then, of, um, yeah, at wow. the end of 2018 that's when it's like now I'm doing this market. Like I said, you know, it's like life's sort of too short and yep. it, it, that's why I decided to do the market. And then I think with the market and the children's business, as my daughter got older, I kept sort of trying to change it from more baby sort of stuff into toddler. And I think that's why I lost the lost the passion sort of for it. And but the travel, I can't believe it took me this long to go back because even um, well, everyone says Well, it- let's just tell everyone that the goals that you're kicking with the travel agent, I mean, not even two years old. I've only known you this year. What have you won so far this year? This year I've been lucky enough to um, receive the Australian um, Achiever Award in the travel, tourism and accommodation sector. Yeah. Um, I was the national winner of that. I have received um, bronze at the Osmum Entrepreneur Award. Um, 
Awards. I was a finalist at the Australian Small <laughs> Business Championships in Travel Agency, and I'm a finalist in a couple more awards that within are still the yet, travel agency that are, will, industry that is still on uh, yet to be ran. Um, I'm a finalist in the National Travel Agent. Industry Woo-hoo. Awards, um, which is getting announced on the 15th of October, and that's a really big deal for me because it is industry-based. Yes. I'm also a finalist in two categories for the Raw Awards, the Australian wow, I judged them. Ladies <laughs> Attitude in Awards. I'm a finalist and a finalist in the Women's Small Business Championship Stop Awards. It. So there's still a few more to go this year. That yes. is amazing. You are such an inspiration, honestly, Christy. Uh, you're going to have to get up on the stage and tell people about your life, really. <laughs> Forget travel agency. Um, okay, so now I've just got a couple of other little questions for you. One I'm going to ask, and I don't know how relevant it is, but often when we run our own businesses, we have big highs and big lows. Sometimes the big lows can lead you in another direction or can be a bit of a blessing when you look at it in hindsight, doesn't bloody feel like it at the time. Have you had any moments like that with your business? Definitely, Jules. I opened a travel agency (laughs) on the 24th of Jan 2020, which is now known as the day before the first case of coronavirus in Australia. Oh, my God. Uh, The 25th of January 2020 was the first case of corona in Australia. So just as I've opened, but at first we did this no, corona we no, no, wasn't we bad thought, yet. Yeah. So for that first month it was great. It was business as usual and you know, full steam ahead. And then literally my business was shut. Nothing the um, government shut it down uh, for nothing three that years or whatever. I could do. It was out of my control. So were you absolutely devastated? Stated, yes, I just came back and it would have been easier for me to just shut shop. And not have started it. And walk away because, yeah. yes, I was new, but I, I had a little bit of clients, but I didn't have a big clientele base. So, yes, it would have been just easy to shut shop. That's over. Move on. But um, I decided to bring a – I developed a children's colouring book, which yes. is – um, it's called Where in Australia is Kayla? And it's about Kayla the koala that goes and visits her favourite places in Australia. And it's so it, – it's – Serves a couple of purposes. One, it's basically to, you know, keep the kids entertained whilst they're travelling more or less whilst they're on the plane. You know, colouring is the best thing to do. But also to educate the kids about these places in Australia. Um, one of my favourite places is what a travel agency thing to do. <laughs> so and, and that came about because of, of COVID and right. also the homeschooling side of things. There was so much material out there with literacy and numeracy, but there was nothing geography based for the kids. Yeah, all right. So the um, yeah the colouring book came um, came about. And what's that called? And idea. how do people buy that? Just so yeah, that's on the website um, at travelmore.com. Um, it's nine ninety five. Um, and, and yes. that's travel more M O R E, just so that you know. Um, amazing. So uh, yeah, well, I don't think that you can really beat that one as being <laughs> as being a bit of a downer. Um, are there any women that have helped you along the way in your career? And the reason that I ask is. She's the Boss is all about making women more visible, but also I love to hear stories if women have supported other women. Yes. So have you got a couple of yes. women you can um, tell me about? One in particular I have to give a shout-out to is Rosalind Raints. Yeah. Um, she was actually there at the beginning of my travel career guiding me and she's still there now. Are you talking about when you were 16? Yes. Wow. When I was 18, I attended a career week at the International College of Hotel and Travel Management in Manly. So you sort of go there because that was a TAFE as well. Um, it was a private institution but you go there and spend the week to see if you like it to come next year. So, yes, and at that stage, though, I wanted to be a flight attendant. That was the original thing I wanted to to do. Right. 
And one of the career leaders um, basically talked me out of it. She more or less said that, you know, a flight attendant is a glorified waitress. So it put my thinking cap back on. It's like, no, I don't want to be this flight attendant anymore. And that's why I went down the hotel side sort of route. So, And then when I started my travel agency, I found a great community um, called the Travel Achievers. Yeah. And um, Rosalind, which is Rosalind, was Rosalind has found she is a mobile travel agent as well with over 15 years' experience. But through COVID, she developed this company to help travel businesses stay in business. Yeah, great. Um, and how amazing! And she, after she's actually still a year working with her, it was through one of her social media challenges that somebody said something about Manly, and she said that she taught there. And I said, well, I went there in. Um, 2000, that's when I was in year 12 and I was 18. And I, because I did year 12 that year later, like I said before, I was the 18-year-old buying the alcohol for all of us naughty kids because <laughs> I was legal. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're in Sydney, on in Manly for this week, you know, staying at a hotel while, um, which is up the road from the school. It was, you know, fantastic. And she remember, sort of remembered that I actually went and got my photos out and she's there. And Yes, and um, I'm, like I said, I'm part of her community and it, it's, you know, she was that. there at the beginning and she's still there now guiding me and it's just amazing. Oh, I'm it's, getting goosebumps now as you're I'm saying that I'm that type one. of person that does believe things do happen for a reason. Totally, they um, do. Even with all the miscarriages, we weren't ready. Yeah. You know, we too young, whatever it might have been. Um, but, yeah, I truly believe there was a reason why I've come back or, you know, she's come back sort of into my life, but she's a really big part of um, my success. I really do owe a lot of my success to Roz. Um, I'm a part of her mastermind as well. well. She, it sounds like, is a brilliant role model and we yes. were talking about role models and if you can't see it, you can't be it and all of that. And she was there and in your face and you were able one to of see the how she was doing it. And one of her things as she, um, you know, teaches all of us, um, there, there's, you know, lots of customers out there. We don't need to have competition against each oh other. Oh, my God, I love her already. Um, I totally you know, believe in that. That's it. Like there's it's, plenty it's, to go around and so if we help each other, then we can all be we successful. We have a group, um, like I said, I mean, I am in her mastermind. I Yes, I do pay for, the, for it, but we have a great group of about 20 of us all around Australia and we are all travel agents, so technically. And we've all got each other's back. back. And just the, it, it's just great, not only Roz, but that whole group. I, I do really love my travel agents, um, Achievers community, so hi, guys. Guys, um, but yes, she is, would be one of the main ones, definitely. Well, I love to hear that. It, it, that just you know puts a spring in my step. Now, um, and last couple of questions because I think we've been going for a while. Um, tell me about when you have a life that is obviously you've got all these medical things, you've got your daughter, your husband, you're living out in the country. How are you juggling work and life to give yourself some balance? How do you do that? Because I just have heard so many stories of people burning out. Um, I don't know whether I've, you whether you I've, do structure no, a bit I of- do. I, I've, I've learned to listen to my body. Yeah. And I guess that's where I am lucky because I do, um, my office is um, part of my house, so I work at home as well. Yeah. So when I am getting some of those signals through my body, I do know that I do need to take it take it easy or or, or take a step back. And what um, do you do? Um, but so so it's so you just wait until you feel like yes, things are starting um, to go some, pear-shaped or do you structure it and go weekends are for Kayla and Jason? I you know, do. After I six am getting better with the, the time management side of things and not always having all of the hats yeah, on at all right. the times and being, you know, the office hours are these hours, this is this time. Yeah, I am oh, getting well a done. lot better well done. Um, at structuring. I think but that we I'm, are very routine-based at our house. Oh, yes, um, of course. Yes. I didn't even think about that. So everything does have sort of the schedule that it does work in, in, 
in yeah, sync too. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's really good because um, when you are passionate about something and you love it, it's very easy to just work yourself into the ground. And I know before I've just had a recent holiday, I was I realised that every weekend I was saying, okay, I'm going to do that stuff that isn't sort of day-to-day meetings mm-hmm. on weekends and suddenly you go, well, I'm, I'm actually never getting a break and you've got to. Okay, here's one, and I don't, I can't even begin to imagine if you've got an answer for this. But is there a quirky fact about you that most people don't know that you'd be up for sharing? Don't really have <laughs> you to shared so much. See, anyway. that's often it's the athletic thing because yeah. unless we sort of know each for a while, I don't really talk about when I did my athletics because sometimes it's a bit sad that I didn't. It's you know what could have been. Well, but yes, but also what time, was was what's, you were a champion hurdler yes. when you were younger, which is and extraordinary. But it did lead me to what I was able to experience through life. So as I said, I you know there was and a you reason have such why a happened, positive attitude. But, um, I just love it. Okay, last but not least, um, and I don't know if you use your phone, but I love my phone and I love hearing about new clever apps, um, if anyone's got any. Have you got any apps on your phone that you use for business or for pleasure that are a bit different that you can tell us about? Yes, well, I actually, through my business, I all of my itineraries that I send to my clients goes to this lovely app. Um, so when I oh, send- Oh, so you can look at it and see everyone's itinerary. So if someone calls you and goes, I don't know what no, I'm doing. No, so their individual itineraries are through the app. So, yeah. and it's got all of their e-tickets downloaded to it as well. If oh. there is a delay in the plane or the plane's being cancelled or you a get gate change, it pings you automatically. There's also oh, a, chat fun- a chat function that you can actually chat to me automatically as well. Wow, what's it called? Um, the app is called Trip Plans, but if your travel agent doesn't use that program, you can get the app, but it's not going to do anything right. for you. So, so I've also got the I've got the two apps because the the travel agent one that I have to use to input all the information is Travelfly Pro, right. which in the travel industry is an amazing app at the moment, and it's going gangbusters and everybody's it sounds, on it. They sound incredible. Unfortunately, it's an American product. There is we want some Australian products, guys. So. Come on. Oh, well, knowing um, you, you'll probably have one invented in a couple so of years. So we've got, yeah, the app. So I input it in my app and then it goes directly to this app. And you've got it on your phone and, and it's your always phone, there. So you don't have to print out documents. You don't have any, don't you need anything at all. You send things to people if they need them. Exactly in that app. So it's, yeah, it is mainly for, for, for clients of agents <laughs> that do have it, but you'll so would it be hard to find that an agency that doesn't use um, this program at the moment, it's um, very, very popular in the oh, industry. Wow. Sounds really good. And then what about pleasure? Do you play on your phone or do you never play? Yes, no. I'm I'm very old school when it comes to games. My two favourite games here on my phone are Solitaire and te- Tetris. <laughs> Tetris. Now, I thought Candy Crush was bad, but Tetris is worse yeah. so, or better, whichever way you look at it. I love that. And you, and I do Solitaire all the time and I chuck in words with friends as well, but it's um, – but, but but Candy Crush is, is humiliating because my kids, every you know, once every six months they'll go, are you still doing that? And they'll go, what level do you want to go 3,800 and something? And they, you know, they just go, oh, my God, Mum, you're so uncool. There's nobody does that anymore. I'm like, I know, I'm happy to be uncool. Well, Christy, what a fabulous woman you are and what a great, great story. Um, I'm sure you're going to inspire a whole lot of people. Tell me what is the best way if someone wanted to either use you as a travel agent or call you up or I would suggest anybody's looking for an inspirational speaker that Christy would be very good as well. But what's the best way for people to get hold of you? Yeah, um, shoot me an more? email um, either at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, at travelmore.com or info at travelmore.com. Okay, and the website 
is he's again just travelmore.com okay so t-r-a-v-e-l-m-o-o-r-e.com brilliant thank you so much christy thanks jules i hope you've enjoyed this episode of she's the boss chats for more information and to find out about our other initiatives including our weekly lunch for female founders and our tv show go to she's the boss.com.au 